You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Look at these feet. Want to consider one verse in Ephesians five. One verse in Ephesians five, and and I'm glad for everybody being here. See, uh, friends, relatives. Uh, see, one of my best friends here. I ain't gonna call you out. But I see you. Good to see you, brother. But anyway, book of Ephesians, the fifth chapter. And uh, I want to consider verse 15. Ephesians 5, verse, verse 15. And keep in mind, Ephesians refers to the church of Ephesus. Paul, the pastor of the church, who, who at time was, who at the time of the latter was incarcerated, so he wrote to the church. And this is what he said in Ephesians 5 and 15. See then that you walk circumspectly. Not as fools, but as wise. And circumspectly and wise are, are synonymous. Notice again, he said, see then that you walk wisely. Of circumspectly, not as fools, because you you can actually be in the church but <laughs> act like a fool. And and he knew it, and then he, he that's when he tell me don't 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 be acting like no like no fool in the church. nor in society, but as wise. Bottom line, he wanted them to walk wisely, which initially was the first thing I thought about giving you as my subject, walking wisely. But then the Holy Spirit uh, said to me, Consider the first word, see. See then that you, he wanted them to see themselves. Yeah, he wanted them to see themselves. And the implication, he, he didn't want them to be playing around when they started looking at themselves. He wanted them to take a sincere look at the person in the mirror. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what he wanted. See then that you look at yourself. That's what he wanted. But again, he wanted them to be sincere when they looked at themselves. And based upon that, my subject this morning is simply sincerely see yourself. Sincerely see yourself. 
Woo, look at somebody and, and just say to him, uh, take a close look at yourself. A lot of y'all were hesitant to finish that. Look at somebody else and just say to him or her, take a close look. And we're going to give our God a big hand of praise before we go further. See, in one sense, means to pay attention to something or somebody. And uh, th there are some folk that are so good at paying attention to something or, or somebody that, that uh, we can tell that they are good at it to the point to where we call them nosy. Yeah, you know, we, we even tell somebody, you, you know, uh, so-and-so, she just so knows. <laughs> and sometimes you, you can tell that a person is nosy or pays close attention to something because sometimes they can be talking to somebody else, but if they hear something, see something, they'll be right there with that person. They'll be mouth wide open just looking at somebody else. as if they can actually hear 10 feet away. And they'll be curious as to what is being said based upon what, what they see. Yeah. But there are few people that really pay full attention to themselves. And I, and I know ladies would argue with that because I know you spend a lot of time picking out dresses or what you're going to wear. And, you, and then you'll get in that mirror and you will turn this way, you'll turn that way, then you'll turn that way. And, and the, the mirror that just go to your waist is not enough, so you have to step back because you got a full length mirror. And you'll look at your shoes and how your dress is touching your shoes, and then you'll turn to see how it looks in front and so forth because you want to make sure that you look a certain way. How many women in here, you take time to make sure you look good? You lay out stuff to see how it looks. And even sometimes you go so far as to ask somebody's opinion. Did this match to you? And you, you even say, now, now, come on, now just be honest with me. Do this match? Do it, do it match now. And you ain't smiling, you are serious. You want to know if it's going to hit the way you want it to hit. If it's going to look the way you want it to look. And so, it's a blessing that you do have people that love to look at themselves and make sure that they look good. But when you look at yourself fully, you're checking yourself out in three areas. Your spirit, soul, and your body. You're not only drawing conclusions based upon what you sense about yourself. Because you have to bring in your senses. Uh, you also are making conclusions based upon what you have heard others say. Especially 
when they talk indirectly to you or directly in reference to the scripture. The scripture is a mirror. We, we have to consider who we are according to the word, but we also have to consider who we are based upon our behavior, our demeanor, our thinking, talking, and, and, and so forth. And sometimes it's, it's surprising because we often find out that we are not who we need to be in certain aspects. And, and sometimes, you know, certain things happen and you find out that, look, I've been doing this, but I need to stop doing this. And start doing this, that, and the other. You can think you're right all the time. Until you really take a good look at yourself. You can think your attitude or your reactions when certain things happen are okay until you really take a look at yourself. And, and, and I think when we really take a look at ourselves, we, we have to remember what Jesus said. Jesus said, uh, look, if, if you're going to come after me, if you're going to be Christ-like, the first thing I need you to do is just deny yourself. The implication, there are some things about you that going to have to change if you're going to come after me. Because you can't keep thinking, talking, and doing what you've been doing if you're going to sincerely follow me. Say your neighbor, you have to see yourself. But you have to do so sincerely. Because can't we be pseudo? Can't we put on? Yeah, I mean, I know we're in church and everything, but even since we've been in God, we have put on a face that wasn't real. Some of y'all ain't liking this. Just hold on. This message starts with the preacher, but it ain't staying on the stage. It's coming throughout the congregation. Say one more time to somebody, you got to see yourself. And when you see yourself, you need to change some things. Some things need to remain the same. Keep that prayer life you got. Yeah, you are, you are a person of prayer. You pray every day. You do what you should. Keep that prayer life. But that slowfulness is time for it to go. That being mean every now and then is time for that to go. Acting completely out of character when you should be being holy and sanctified, that needs to go. Say to your neighbor, the preacher ain't talking about you. He just trying to get you to see yourself. And ask the person you just said that to, are you seeing yourself yet? Man, I looked at myself in certain aspects. You know what I discovered? I was a mess. I discovered that sometimes I think in ways I shouldn't. I talk in ways I shouldn't. Even do certain things I shouldn't. But the only way I found this out, I had to take a close and sincere look at myself. Because you can get to the point to where you 
can enter into a state where you think you are okay the way you are. I talked to a person, I said, man, you don't see that you need to be saved? Man, I'm all right. So you don't see that you need to be saved. Look, I'm all right. Uh, if something ever happened and I see I'm about to die, I'm going to ask God to forgive me. I said, man, do you know that God forgives, but in order to go to heaven, you have to live a repentant life. Forgiveness does not get you into heaven. You have to repent. You have to change. You have to change your life. I, I said, well, ain't nobody perfect. You know, because sometimes you can look at folk to the point to where you justify what you do based upon what you see. Man, you, you, you got to be saved, brother. I said, you can't wait and do what people refer to as deathbed. Y'all know what deathbed salvation is? At the last minute, they ask for forgiveness and think they're going to make it in. But you have, to, you have to live a life of repentance, showing that a genuine change has taken place. You have to look at yourself. E even sometimes when you, you recognize, man, I'm not prospering the way I, I need to prosper. Take a look at yourself and see if it's your fault. If you're the problem. You can't do certain things that you desire to do. Take a look at yourself and see if it's because of you. See, see because we, we have to understand, based upon the text, that Paul wanted the saints to see themselves. And notice, notice the text. Because he did not want them to be fools. Do you know you can fool yourself? You can deceive yourself. And so he tells them, look, I, I don't need you to walk as fools. I need you to see. I don't need you to walk as fools. See yourself. And make some changes because you don't need to be a fool. A fool think, well, let me just show you something about a fool and we're going to go from there. Y'all stay with me. Go with me to uh, Psalm 14. The book of Psalm 14. Y'all all right? Yeah. Psalm 14 and 1. The fool has said in his heart, by his choices, by his words, by his actions, there is no God. Now, the, You can act like God does not exist by your choices, by certain things that you do. It, it says that you don't believe God exists. Now, you can utter out of your mouth you believe in God, but your actions say you, you don't. In your heart, what you're saying out of your mouth is not, is not true. And Jesus talked about when you really, really utter out of your mouth was truth is when you get fooled. Remember, he said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
And some of us know that when you, when you get full, you, you will tell somebody off that you've been holding back on. Yes, you will. How many of you ever did that by a show of hands? You just got so full you couldn't, I got to say it. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. But he didn't stop right there. They are corrupt. Now, now notice this. They have done abominable works. There is none who does good. Notice, the fools see everybody but himself. They, 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 they. Look at the text. They have done abominable, abominable works. There is none good. Fool is always doing this right here. Based upon what we see in the text. You ever wonder why? Let's go to Proverbs 12. Keep in mind, Paul did not want saints to be fools. Notice Proverbs 12 and 15. Make sure you turn that. I don't want you to act like you... There and you in Habakkuk. Make sure you turn there. Proverbs 12 and 15. First clause. The way of a fool is right. In his. Or her. Own. Eyes. Own sight. Own senses. The fool is right in his or her own eyes, sight, or senses. When you try to justify something that you should take responsibility for, you are a But why you try to justify it? A fool is in his own eyes. I had that problem. Until I just start choosing and learning just to say I was wrong. And for a minute, it, it was hard for me to say I was wrong. You know, because that, that pride. A fool has pride. That, that's the reason when you consider... Uh, six things that God hates. One of the things that he hates is pride. And more so than anybody, pride, proud looks, and so forth come from a fool. A fool lives right in his own eyes. You're going to argue about something as if you know everything. You know what that is? A fool. I hear what you're saying, but let me tell you about that. Well, let me tell you about that. You know what you got? You got two fools. A fool lives Got, got, got to get you to do something for me. Just ask your neighbor and say, have you ever been in a seat of a fool? <laughs> See, some of y'all, you, you're like, I can't ask nobody that. You don't even want to ask nobody that. You know what you implied? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got to move on, but a fool is right in his? He didn't want them to be fools. He, he didn't want them to be people that try to act like they know, but they don't. 
They want them to be somebody that will point the finger instead of getting themselves right. A fool is basically a hypocrite. Go with me to, um, let's see, Luke 6. Y'all stay with me. Luke, the sixth chapter. Verse 42. This is what Jesus said. Luke 6 and 42. Jesus said, how can you say to your brother, brother, let me remove the speck that is in your eye when you yourself do not see the plank. You yourself do not what? You don't see. But notice what a plank is. That is in your own what? Get this. Jesus said, you don't see yourself. You're trying to get something out of his eye, and you don't even see what's in your eye. Here Jesus is talking about someone that does not see him or herself. She wrong. Look at yourself. You just cussed her out, but she, she wrong. She pushed me. But Did you hear what you said? Maybe that's the reason she. You got to see yourself. And sometimes folk will actually try to tell you what they see in you. And you'll be like, I can't believe you. You have to see yourself. Notice what Jesus was, was about. Telling the person that the person need to see himself. See, certain things God can tell you, it will not get in your heart because you don't see yourself. I, I can preach certain things and you will get mad because you don't see yourself. But you have to be to the point to where you can see yourself. And when you see yourself, this is what you need to do. Look at what Jesus said. Still in Luke 6 and 42. He says, first remove the plank from your own eye. And then you will see clearly to remove the speck that is in your brother's eye. You got to clean out your own eye first. You got to clean out your own eye before you can truly see what's going on with somebody else. I used to have a person who said, they really needed that word. I mean, they? I thought it was for all of us, but they really needed that. And I was just like, yeah, come on now. I know you're going to change that. We really need, no, they really need. And then change. I was just like, Lord, I don't guess he saw that it was for him too. You have to see yourself. Whenever God gives a word telling you to do something, but you, you, exemplify that you're not going to do it, you're not seeing yourself. You're not seeing yourself. Because you, you have to see yourself before you start taking a look at anybody else. And so, Paul 
Paul's saying to the church, well, look, I, I need you to be wise when it comes to how you walk. Let's, let's go back to it. Let's, let's go back. I want to read it one more time. Lord have mercy. Let, let's go back. Ephesians 5, 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. He wanted them to walk or live wise. Simple definition of, of being wise is, is just possessing knowledge and under. Standing. Biblically, taking it further, is not only possessing knowledge and understanding, it's applying it to your thoughts, your words, and your deeds. And notice, he, he wanted them to walk one way according to the text. Circumspectly, are wise. Same word. Well, same meaning. Two different words with the same meaning. I, I need you to act like you know. I need you to act like you are aware. Exemplify knowledge and understanding when it comes to your thinking your speaking, and your doing. That's what he wanted. Point blank to the church. She cussed you out. Before you, say something. Think. That's the first thing. It, you, it, before you, don't, don't say until you think. Number one, think. Think what? What would Jesus <laughs> Think about the word. Jesus is word, right? Think about the word. She just cursed you out. What would Jesus do? Would he cuss out? No. You got to think word. Now, this is what he, now, he's telling the church that you got to walk wise. I don't want you to walk as no fool, but you walk wise. You be wise when it comes to what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. You be wise. And let folks see that you are a person that has knowledge and understanding. Don't amen in church and go out as if you ain't been to church. You don't need to do that. Because you know what? Folks, folks will talk about you, especially if you, you're out in public. I've had folks ask me, for, is uh, brother so-and-so still saved? I said, why are you act, act, asking that? Well... The way he be talking. I lost some amens when I said it. <laughs> you got to walk wisely. You got to walk wisely. And, and then you got to be a man about messing up. If you mess up, get that thing right. Don't, look, I'm, don't do this. Look, I'm sorry. But now, you done been wrong too. But I'm sorry, I ain't going to bring it up. But I could. But I ain't going to go there. I just want you to know that I'm sorry. 
Now don't bring it back up because I done already told you I'm sorry. So let's just leave it there. That you ain't apologized. That's you trying to justify what you done did and throwing off at the same time. That's not walking wisely. That's being foolish. When you done messed up, look, I am sorry. I was wrong. What you said was was right. I acted like a fool. And uh, I, I, I just pray that you'll forgive me and because and, I'm, I'm, and I'm going to do better. So forgive me. You forgive me? Because you want to know. But that's how you apologize. You just be sincere. You've been sincere about your apology. And then when something else happens, instead of you blowing up, you, you think. You think before you do. You don't just boom. You think before you, before you do. Why? Be, be, because you know who you are. We have to be wise. I'm going to show you a few scriptures about wisdom and then I'm done. I know I took the long way around, but I wanted to make sure that folks who need the long way around got it. You know, sometimes it ain't good to take the shortcut. Jesus did that with Israel, didn't he? Yeah, took them the long way around. Let's go to Proverbs 8. Let's go to Proverbs 8. We're talking about... Wisdom now. He wanted them to be what? Wise. Proverbs 8 and 33. Hear what? That means this is what? Choice. Notice again he says hear what? It's a choice. You can come to church and not hear. But, but some folk just won't come to church because they don't want to hear. But you can actually be in church and not hear. Hear what? Instruction. I used to be in a classroom, but I, I went here and nothing the teacher said. Now, I had a reason because most of the time I went, I went to class high. Forgive me, I go and put that under the blood, but I'm just letting that let you in on a little pass. <laughs> I used to be high when I went when I went to class. And I'd be looking at everybody. <laughs> but I wasn't hearing that. But see, some of us we don't be high. It ain't that you hide the reason you don't hear. You just choose not to hear. If you're going to be wise, you got to hear instruction. You, you got to really hear instructions. You, and, and you specifically got to hear instructions based upon the written and revealed will. You, you, don't, have to, you don't have to hear me when, when it comes to, to personal stuff about me. I may give you personal. You don't really have to hear that. But if you are a Christian, 
You have to hear God's pastor if you true. Why? Because that's the gift God gave you. Jeremiah 3 and 15, I will give you shepherds. I'll what? Give you. It's a gift for who? You. I'll give you shepherds according to my heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And again, knowledge and understanding equates wisdom. You have to choose to hear instruction. But notice again this first clause. Proverbs 8:33. Hear instruction and be what? You hear the instruction and be wise. What does that mean? Apply what you've heard. Apply what you heard. Next time she get me mad, I ain't gonna. Next time she make me mad, I ain't gonna slap her. I'm gonna do what the Bible says. If I feel, if if I got the notion to slap, I'm just gonna hold it because the Bible tell me not to slap her. That's the implication. Next time I get in trouble financially, instead of stealing God's tithes and offering, I'm going to give. Because the Bible says give, and it shall be given unto you. Little stuff like this will change your life for the better. Instead of getting weak, getting down and out, I'm going to do what that Bible says. The Bible says that I ought to pray and not lose heart. That's my instruction right there. So I'm going to be wise and not faint, get weak, or lose heart. That's the type of person you have to be. You have to hear instruction and be what? Let me tell you something. It, a fool, it, it's a fool that just go curse folk out and act like he or she done done something. When you talk about your brother and sister instead of getting it right with him or her, you fool. Because your instruction tells you to get the thing right. When you hate folk because they ain't doing you right, you're a fool. Because Jesus ain't love them that hate you, who persecute you for righteousness' sake. But pastor, that's t- yeah, that's the reason after 10 years you should be able to do it. You mature. It's certain things that, that's going to be hard, but after hearing the word for years, you should be able to do it. And guess what? Even when you do certain things that, that seemingly challenging, it, you still going to feel a certain way, but you put your feelings under subjection and you do it just because it's right. Hear instructions and be what? Say to your neighbor, but it's a choice. Well, Pastor, I I know I, I heard the word, but I just, I just I don't know what came over me. Yes, you do. <laughs> don't feed me that lie. Yes, you do know what came over you. You came over you. You had a choice. You could have just thought instead of just lashing out. But you chose the way of a fool. Lord have mercy. Let's go to chapter 10. I'm, I'm hurting. I really am. But y'all just, y'all just going to have to stay with me. Y'all still good? Yeah. Now notice the eighth verse of, of uh, Proverbs 10. The wise in heart will what? What? See, you can't be like the world when your pastor tell you something. Or some other mature person tell you something that's right or based upon the Bible. You, you can't be to the point where you say, uh, he put on his pants the same way I put on my pants. He can't tell me nothing. 
Like it or not, God has put your pastor in a position to where he has the right to tell you stuff. Now, what he tells you has to be based upon scripture. And see, if you touch it or fight it, you're touching his prophet. And he says, touch not my prophet of the anointed one. You have to receive command. command is, a command is just something, something that somebody gives you with authority telling you to do this, that, and the other. Telling you you, you need to do it. But, but again, it's based upon scripture. I ain't going to try to command you to wash my car. <laughs> I'm wrong for that. But when I say to you, brother, you need to get that thing right with brother so-and-so. That's a command. And if you don't do it, it's on you. Why not have a right again? I'm your pastor telling you you need to get that thing right that you and your brother got going on. And I have a right to do that if I'm your pastor. Well, I don't like that then. Well, you're going to have to find another pastor. Because I got to do my job right if, I, if I'm going to heaven. Even if a senior minister tells you, sister, you can't, tell, you can't tell a senior minister who has been delegated authority by the pastor that you ain't going to do certain things if that senior minister is telling you something according to scripture or the elders are telling you something according to the scripture. If the deacons tell you they can't help you because you don't do tithe, because you don't give God his tithes and all of you, well, I'm going to the, I ain't no need you come to me. They're just telling you, they're just telling you based upon what the scripture says. And they have been delegated that type of authority. You'll be surprised folk get mad about stuff that's just right. I've had to dismiss folks because they, they wanted me to get on their side instead of me telling them what's right. Well, you know, my such and such doing this, and I just don't understand. Well, well, it seems like you and your such and such, both of y'all need to get right. I came here to get help from you, and here you are telling me I need. You know how folks be doing them heads like that? And you are telling me I need to get right. What did you think? I'm your pastor. I'm telling you something. I'm not gonna be a jack lay. I ain't gonna be no jack lay. You don't have to clap for that. I'm just, I'm just being real. Last scripture. Lord have mercy. Let's go to Proverbs 12. Woo! Lord have mercy, Jesus. Message like this makes you repent while you're hearing it, don't it? Proverbs 12 and 18. Ready? There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword. And folks say stuff, it just, they just tear you up with their words. Because they mean. Now sometimes that word will cut you up, but you know his word. Right? But there are folks that cut you up like a sword because they they trying to cut you up. They trying to make you mad. That's wrong. That's wrong. And sometimes it be it be family. Family can't even talk right to each other. Well, the literal family or church family. Now, you can, you can talk to your friend right, but you can't talk to your brother right. Say to your neighbor, that ain't right. You ain't never been nothing, and you ain't going to never be nothing. Chew on that.
And you feel good about telling somebody out because of what they did to you. But see, that, that, that ain't right. That ain't right. You chopping them up like a sword, but with your mouth. And see, that's reading when it comes to the tongue. Proverbs 18 21 says this, death and life are in the power of the tongue. No, you, you, don't, you don't do that. When you are a Christian and you don't mature in Christ, even though somebody have done you wrong, you point out to them why it was wrong according to the Well, I tell them what's right, Pastor. You don't understand. They still don't receive what I say. That's on them. When you tell somebody what's right and they don't receive it, they are heaping, according to the scripture, coals of fire on their own head. But don't turn around and, and do rail for rail. Don't do rail for rail. Every time he come over here, he arguing. So I'm, I'm going to be prepared for him today. I done already put aside my gun just in case. And, I'm going to put my little knife back here because it's long. I don't want him to see it. So you preparing to be a demon. You can't do that. You tell folk what's right. And let them know you mean it. But you don't get on that same page that that person is on. Y'all still okay? I'm closing. I'm in Proverbs 12 and 18. Last clause. But the tongue of the wise promotes health. You can say something that'll heal folk. You can say something that, that can cause your family to come together. Yes, you can. You can say something that, that would mend the broken relationship that you have with your brother or sister. That don't mean y'all have to go back to being real tight. You just wanted to get that thing right in, in case your demise takes place. Because get this, Jesus said before you bring your gift to the altar. And you remember you got something going on with your brother and sister. Go get that thing right. And then come back to the altar. You know what that's saying to me? If, if he's talking about a gift. And he don't even want you to bring the gift. Because you ain't going to get your blessing because something wrong. What's going to happen to heaven? When you die, he ain't going to be able to tell you, look, go get it right then. I'll let you in hell. No, if you ain't got that thing right and you done died, you going to go to hell for acting a fool because somebody else was acting a fool. I'm going to close right there so you can think about that. Let's give God the praise.